Hey everybody! Welcome to Couples Book Club! It's a lot of enthusiasm, man. I know. Sorry. What's that about? <laughs> you know how I feel about enthusiasm? Uh, Pretty much anything. I can read, you can read, we can read, we're reading together. I married you, you married me, we got married, yeah we married each other. Now we're reading books, talking in mics, discussing stuff with one another. We're a, a couple's book club. Uh, welcome to the podcast where we, Lauren and Isaac, who are married to each other, read the same book and then talk about it. And then you listen like you're in a book club with us, but you don't get to share any opinions. And don't have to read it. And you don't usually. have to read it, yeah. I assume I assume no one is reading it like with baited or non baited breath to like come and hear us talk no. about it. Mm-mm. Welcome back. Uh, we took a little bit of a holiday break. Um, I visited my family in Portland. Isaac slaved for the man here in uh, Minnesota. And we've reunited, and I finally fucking finished reading this book. And here we are in 2018 reading Tom Clancy's Patriot Games. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. Copyright 1987. 1957? <laughs> no, he's got that little computer thing. It's 87. Oh, yeah. Excuse me, with the, with the um, bubble chips or whatever you call yeah. them. Like- yeah, yeah. Fancy storage chip in there. I have a hoop book. It, today's my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Kelsey. Woo. Um, this book is the same age as you, so congrats. That's unfortunate. Don't read it. Yeah. <laughs> you won't like it. Apparently um, some people did because it sold a bunch of copies. Yeah. But... And there, was a, there were a lot of Tom Clancy books at the Goodwill, but this is one of the shorter ones. I feel like they don't hold up to like sustained rereadings. How could they? I, feel like it once didn't read say, it, I couldn't sustain a reading. <laughs> it took me like a month to read it. Maybe if you read it and then like returned to it like a decade later when you forgot most of the details, you could get back to but it. But then you'd but... be like, why is the plot so slow? Yep, yep. Why are there so many pages? He just has so many, so many, you know, wise observations about life. He certainly has a lot of observations about gender. Yep. And women's attractiveness. Yep. How important it is. And also, et cetera. race. Yep. Uh, in case you couldn't sense that the the um, the heavy disdain in our voices, I don't think either of us was really a fan. No. But no. we weren't expecting to. I was actually afraid I might like it, and I didn't. So I think early on the plot was vaguely compelling, but then mm-hmm. it just like had this wrapped up in I don't know, two hundred fifty, three hundred pages. Might yeah. have been workable. Yeah. But you know, another two hundred pages worth of garbage, unnecessary. Yeah, it's like five. It's a five hundred page book. Get an editor's home. Right. Well, why don't we give a a little synopsis of the book? So you don't, you, you don't look excited. Jack Ryan, international man of mystery. Yeah. Going on vacay, England, do some research for a book. Mm-hmm. He's a historian. He's a naval historian. No, just the just like most the boring kind. Dumbest kind, like military history like i'm not saying you shouldn't do it he just knows chicks are into nautical shit so he's, <laughs> that's true he's but to, like i can't nail that down more boring and so he teaches at the naval academy at annapolis 
His wife, Kathy, is a surgeon and also beautiful. Yep. Especially a, when she's pregnant. She's so hot when she's pregnant. So, she glows. So beautiful. She glows. She's so attractive. <laughs> um, he was, he's a former Marine. He uh, was briefly some kind of a stock person, stocks and trades stock and things. Stock broker. Stocks buy, and bonds. Buy, sell. Sell. <laughs> he, worked, he worked with his father-in-law and he made a bunch of money. Um, but then he was like, fuck this life. I'm going to get my PhD in two and a half years, which is possible. Yep. Um, yeah. So they've gone to England so he can do research. And his wife can go shopping. Shopping. And uh, with their small daughter, Sally, whose actual name is Olivia, but they call her Sally. Wait, it's Olivia, right? Her real name? I don't even remember. I think it is. And they call her Sally for no discernible reason. And they uh, basically are walking around old London town and they come upon a terrorist attack in which these dudes are attacking the car of uh, the prince and princess of Wales and their small child. And um, Jack Ryan intervenes and like kills a guy, wounds another and ends up getting shot himself. In the shoulder, yeah. Yeah. And now he's a fucking hero. They make him a knight. It's knighted like you do. And he's uh, talking all sassy to the uh, the prince. Yeah, the prince who used who was in the navy, so they're like, ooh, military stuff. Yep. And um he's in the hospital for a long time and then he has to testify at the trial of the guy who survived, this Miller guy, who is part of the ULA which is the Ulster... Like a, like a Liberation Army? Liberation Army? I think so. I think. They're like a fragment of the... Uh, the IRA. IRA. Yeah, they're like an offshoot of the IRA, but they're like super-duper secretive. And they wanted to, like, kidnap the royals for political purposes. Um, and so that Sean Guy Miller gets convicted, and Jack finally gets to go back to the U.S. Um, and go back to his regular life, just teaching. Yep. And he does that for a while. And then the ULA, they um, are able to break that Sean guy out when he's being transported. Which, for me, was probably the best part of the book. I like that scene. When he was being transferred to the... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the, the island, like, prison. island prison. Yeah. And they like boat jacked the ferry mm -hmm. to a bunch of people and then Yeah, because the ULA has an inside man in the like highest echelons of like government security. That's so how they, they knew that the Yeah, they knew when he was being transferred be and, and knew yeah. Yeah, the transfer. So they break out Sean and end up going after Jack and his family um in the US that what they want to do they want to do it because um, they'll make people think that the IRA did it and make them look bad because they want to, like, take them back over or whatever. Um, but a lot of stuff goes wrong, and they don't get to Jack at all. And they do end up um, hurting the uh, his family, though. But it's mostly because they get in a car accident. Yeah. Um. 
and Sally's in the hospital for a long time. Like, her legs are all fucked up and shit. She was playing with her seatbelt, man. Yep. That's what happens. Yep. Someone learned a valuable life lesson. Yep. And then she recovers eventually, and then there's just more shit for, like, a long time. And um, the ULA is, like, planning again, and Jack is, like, moonlighting at the CIA trying to get him because he wants revenge. And then eventually the, the prince and princess come to the U.S. for a big visit, and they go over to Jack's house for dinner as if that's not, like, the perfect fucking target. Well, and, like, that's an impossible site to secure. Uh-huh. Because he lives, like, on this house on a cliff on the Well, like, surrounded Bay. by woods and mm-hmm. shit, like, removed from a main road. Yeah. Like a perfect ambush spot. Yeah. Anyway, finally, at the very end of this book, there's a bunch of action. And needless to say, um, all the important parties make it out alive. Um... Jack Ryan is a hero. Although it's mostly because Robbie, his friend of color, yes. comes in at the right moment with a shotgun. That's true. Robbie saves everybody. Yeah, it's mostly him. Yeah. But he doesn't get any credit for it. Fuck no. It's America. That's not how that works. But in between like the three big events, it's just like hundreds of pages of like boring... Stupid crap. Yeah. So, and lots of like military terms and like describing different kinds of guns and then like the ULA having like dumb meetings where they start talking and then Clancy puts in a dot 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 so we don't find out what their plan is yet it's like why'd you you wrote the scene you didn't even have to write the scene you could just cut it there I did think how they uh how they sort of communicated and passed money through the like bookseller guy mm-hmm. was kind of interesting yeah that was that that was kind of interesting that part was okay yeah there were parts that were compelling so that and sh- i could see this making a good action movie you just have all the events instead of the exposition yeah no i sort of thought about we should watch the movie watching it but it's got young harrison ford yep Th- thora birch dreamy etc i don't know who else is in it <laughs> Uh, Thor Birch is the the main um, terrorist. She's O'Donnell, the one yep. who um, funds them. Uh, I figured she'd be Sean. <laughs> or she's uh, no, she's actually Robbie. Mm. Mm. She plays th- his middle aged starting uh, starting African American friend. <laughs> yeah, the fighter pilot guy. So should we rip into this thing? I have an entire page of notes of, and it's mostly just things I found offensive. Yeah, I have I have some of those. It's there were too we many. Cer- certainly can't touch on them all, but. Yeah, we can just pick a, I don't know, pick a, a, a handful and sort of go Some from there. highlights? Yeah, we'll just exchange highlights. Hit it. Like I'm a DJ? Yep. Drop drop the beat. Oh, I'm dropping bro. it. My it's first really beat. indication that this book has not aged well and was also shitty in the 80s uh, was on page four. Okay. A single digit number four, so right right away. Ryan's wandering ar- around London because his uh, Kathy and Sally are off shopping or whatever, and he had been doing work, and um, he like realizes he's lost or something, and then he like there's all these asides of him like thinking to himself about shit. Uh, basically, it says um, he would not ask his wife. 
like where something was because she's been there a bunch of times and he's afraid to fly so he doesn't travel much well, men don't ask for directions come on so it's that's just like you're not going to ask your wife who knows london really well about a thing nope and i was like okay this guy's gonna suck yeah and then he did suck for the rest of the next 500 pages yeah no that's a good uh, uh i don't know important of things to come mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. My first note, or the, thing, the first thing I wrote down, and this is, this is in your version, I think, because I read the first little bit in your copy before I switched to the beat-up library hardbound. Um, I think My paperback that's falling apart. There's yeah. pieces of the cover everywhere between yeah. here in Portland, Oregon. It's for the best. Um, I, think it's, I think this is after he's been shot and he's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't find the quote because I looked for it in my copy and the pagination's different. But he says something about, like, his like love hate relationship with pretty women. Yeah, it's my next note. And it's just like, dude, this is just you trying to blame other people for your own like misogynist bullshit yep. where he's just like conflicted, where he's like, Oh, she's hot, but she like actually has control and power and I find that emasculating, therefore or like he is like a slave to his own sense of like fawning and devotion to people just because they're hot and so he gets mad at them for it. Right. Not him yeah. for being awful, essentially. Right, because this, like, cute nurse is bossing him around while he's in the hospital. Which she's totally into. You know he's boning up under his oh, uh, yeah. gown Totes. during that entire process. Yeah, and he says that he can't stay angry with pretty women, and that makes him hate them. Yep. That's literally what it says. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was something to that effect, but I couldn't find the exact like, quote. How about you go fuck yourself? Yeah, yeah. Number one. No, just do that. That's it. That's the one step. Go fuck yourself. Steps one through five. It's just step one, repeat, basically. <laughs> Possibly rinse and then repeat. Yeah. Yeah, that whole dynamic with, like, the nurse in the hospital is super weird. Well, and then his you, you wife... he's getting off on that situation. And then Kathy comes in, and she's, like, an optical surgeon or whatever. Yeah. Ophthalmola, whatever. Ophthalmologist, she's the eye surgeon. yeah, probably. And so clearly she's a highly skilled doctor who knows what the fuck she's doing. Sure, sure, and sure. she comes in and is kind of, you know, she scullies in there. As in yeah. Dana Scully. She comes in and she's like, I'm a doctor. And then like takes over kind of. And then he refers to it as his wife playing doc. Yep, yep. It's like, dude, she's smarter than you are, you fucking asshole. I know, that guy's a dick and, and an idiot. Why does she like him? I don't know. I think she only likes him because he, like, stood up to her rich dad. Probably. And, like, but he, but not before he got them some money um, so that they can still live a high-class lifestyle and she could drive her fucking Porsche. It's just really... Although she, may, I'm sure she makes good money. Yeah, no, no she doubt. She's an she eye makes... doctor at fucking John, Johns Hopkins. Yeah, no, she makes money. Anyway, I don't get it. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not affording that house on a, a fairly large plot of land right, on Chesapeake Bay mm-hmm. on uh, his, like, Naval Academy teaching salary. No, heavens no. No. I mean, I'm sure he does okay, but, like, not not that kind of money. No. She is making solidly six figures. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have notes for, like, another hundred pages because there was just a bunch of bullshit I skipped over. But, I mean, there's, I'm sure you have things in that space probably. Um, I'll just say on page 92. Okay. Uh, after he hasn't been in the hospital very long, um, his wife comes to him and says, uh, and tells him she's pregnant. 
and because she's two weeks late on her period and she's a doctor she just knows nope false um which like she might very well suspect but she doesn't take it a test or anything yeah she doesn't know um well a woman knows these things i guess and he thinks to himself quote i'm going to be a daddy again yep and then she says that they're gonna quote try for a boy this time which you're a doctor you understand that's not how it works like it, that has already been decided by no, she's the gonna, specific sperms that your husband shot into your vajage she's doing the secret on that shit <laughs> well think, my mom th- claims boy thoughts my mom claims she read a book on how to choose the sex of your baby and that's how she got me after two sons okay which like okay sure you did whatever 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 makes you feel better kiddo it's like it's not even it has nothing to do with you it's your it's like your husband's sperm like it his whatever chromosome he anyway science guided by the the hand of god <laughs> up into your lady tubes wait so is that like god jacks you off kind of yeah interesting but that feels good yep i would imagine i mean the skill level there has to be considerable Anyway, I think this is when I want to say they're talking about like royal history or something when he's going around with uh, some people after he gets out of the hospital. Oh, cause they stay at the fucking palace. Yeah, so it's it's talking about this is when they go to the the tower. Oh, the tower of London. Yeah, um, and they're talking about uh, oh some Henry the Eighth shit with someone being executed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes a joke uh, where he says uh, that's the last time a woman was ever executed for keeping her mouth shut because like bitches be talking essentially and so like there's lots of like that crap but that one especially just stuck out to me because he'll make these like obviously horrible jokes with like wink wink nudge nudge Mm -hmm. to his wife who I'm sure is long suffering from this kind of Mm -hmm. bullshit Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason she just tolerates it because I don't know she has low self esteem or something I I don't know what it is but that that one especially stuck out to me because just like an obvious like groany kind of dad joke, but also super sexist. Right. So like your dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like there's a, a level of artful. Well, artfulness is not the right word, but there's a level of composition there that my dad's a little bit more blunt, I think. In that, <laughs> more blunt than that. In that kind of humor, but so I've got that. All the stuff about like how she glows when she's pregnant. And a number of characters do this. This isn't just, like, the Jack Ryan thing. Uh-huh. I think Robbie makes that point at one, sometimes other people. They also told everyone that she's pregnant immediately upon being two weeks late for her period. Like... Like, A, you don't know then. B, like, I feel like, I mean, maybe, I don't know, they're super comfortable with it. But I feel like it's fairly normal to wait a little bit. Just so, A, you're sure. Yeah. And B, if you have, like, complications or a miscarriage or have other plans or something like that, that you don't announce this right away. That yeah, you wait until it seems till... like it's, like, a solidly viable pregnancy. Yeah, and then usually you... it's, like, second trimester and then people feel comfortable, yeah. like, telling because that's after most miscarriages have happened. But uh, he, his, his man wigglers are that potent that he feels... Uh, was comfortable putting it out there. I guess so. Wants the world to see further evidence of his manhood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that happening. But yeah. um, Also, this is unrelated, but I think it happens near that section. It happens throughout. How he calls her babe just uh, makes my skin crawl a little like, bit. He's always like, love you, babe. Yep. Like, he's cool. Yeah, no, he's not cool. He was never cool. 
He's supposed to be like 31 years old, too. He's like the oldest 31 in history? Yeah. The ULA basically calls in um, the cops. I have this, I think, too. To, um, this, like, bomb-making terrorist late. Like, she's one of the IRA, like, to her house. Well, the twist is that she's referred... The person is referred to as Dwyer throughout, mm -hmm. but she's a lady bomb-maker. Yeah. Which is... Ooh. Yeah. So that's, that's you know, a fun reveal. So they sell her out, and but the authorities show up conveniently while she was taking a shower, so she's naked. And then um, Murray, who's the FBI, like, liaison to the various, like... Uh, basically the Royal Secret Service or whatever. He's always hanging out with them. Um, yeah. Basically, he makes an observation about her hotness while she's, like, laying on the ground. Well, it's described, if I'm remembering the language correctly, that she's spread-eagled on the floor. Yeah. For, like, no fucking reason. Like, you know he had he had them come in during the shower scene just so he could, like, jerk off while he was writing this. Oh, yeah, it's this part. So he says, even with wet hair, with no makeup, she was pretty enough, he thought. Nice complexion. It wouldn't hurt her to knock off eight or ten pounds. Oh, my God. But in nice clothes, that wouldn't matter very much. Jesus Christ. Like, what the fuck is your problem? He like, just feels you, like you, the just world like, belongs to him, and so he can make these observations. Like, oh, yeah, she'd be hot if she lost a little weight. This particular Cause I'm sure suspect is Jack sexy. fucking Ryan. Because I think several times that he, he even himself makes note of the fact that he's not especially attractive. Yeah. But he has the, you know, wherewithal to make this commentary on other people that your job as a woman is primarily to appear hot. Right. And then if you happen to be good at other stuff, cool. Yeah, I don't think there's any woman in this book who doesn't get evaluated for attractiveness. I don't and think men, so it's just like, he was tall and also in the military. Are so you good awesome. at shooting stuff? Yeah. Basically? It might, it might come in, you know, we might give you a hint that he's a, a black man. Uh, because he makes a joke and uses the word honky, honky. <laughs> which is a thing that anyone does yep 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 i mean please correct me if i'm wrong um but we in this room are extremely white so people actually use honky and they're hiding it no i'm white as fuck but yeah um, i think we both yeah, are please let us know yeah if we've managed to attract it any uh listeners of color hey great um couple things shortly after that, I think, based on my sort of pagination. Uh, there's that weird thing where there's, like, wink-wink, nudge-nudge, like, insider trading, where he gets this knowledge yes. from Robbie about the, like, fighter jet technology. Yes. Um, and, like, this is totally fine for him to use this knowledge to, like, buy into this stock right before mm -hmm. it's going to, uh, you know, skyrocket. And I think there's a brief, like, half second where he thinks, like, is this insider trading? Ah, it's fine, when it totally mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And you know he did, like, sketchy shit like this when he was a stockbroker, no yeah. doubt, to help make that money. I'm sure his father-in-law does Listen, as well. You know that bell that rings at the end of the day in the New York Stock Exchange? Sound of freedom. Sound of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, we'll get to that part eventually. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, like, just completely sort of, like, without judgment insider trading thing is mm -hmm. weird to me like is this not is this not a concern to anyone mm -hmm. like you're like, oh, what he did isn't technically illegal so. yeah no it, it is it definitely mm -hmm. is but so that was that was troubling um a little bit after that we get to find out about uh sean's time in prison 
Oh, God. When uh, one He's of not the... popular. It's a British prison. He's not popular because he's a terrorist who right. tried to kill or kidnap the royal family. But this dude is, like, ice cold, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that freaks Ryan out, which makes me like Miller even more mm-hmm. because uh, he's unsettling. Also, this idea that, like, terrorists are just, well, terrorists in quotation marks, because obviously that's up to dispute, uh, are, like, just horrible people, mm-hmm. cold-blooded have Animals. no human feelings, don't care about anything. Yeah. Whereas Jack Ryan is, you know, a man of emotion and depth and feeling. Sure. Clearly. He loves his wife. But anyway, one of the warders decides he's going to throw Miller in this cell with these other dudes who are going to rape him repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And the only thing he says in custody, the entire time when he's in custody, is he says thanks to the guy who comes and gets him out of the cell. Mm-hmm. But basically it's understood that the guy who gets him out of the cell like half frowns upon this, but also doesn't. And it's basically seen like this is, you know, sort of par for the course that you want to try to get this information out of this dude. You're going to do whatever you want to do to him, including, you know, him being violent and repeatedly raped in prison. He just thinks it's unprofessional. Yeah. Um, basically, that one of the guards did that, you know, without his permission or whatever. Um, but he doesn't actually feel that bad for him. Yeah, so that was, you know, fucked up. Mm-hmm. You, you wonder why people hate you and want to steal your your pointless figureheads? This is why, among mm-hmm. other reasons. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, it just, like, hardens you against them even more, like, yeah. that you get treated like shit. Well, and, like, I mean, obviously, like, the history of the sort of IRA, you know, against sort of England, Great Britain, whatever, like tons of like torture shit happens in prison to those guys mm-hmm. hunger strikes etc cetera, etc cetera. like it becomes you know this self-perpetuating kind of thing i think at one point ryan has these sort of like half-assed like poignant comments about the troubles or whatever like oh, he knows the, the history British of this thing in the world is that they call them the troubles yeah no this is you know the english being dicks to the irish forever mm-hmm and the Irish doing something about it in the limited way that they can, which maybe is not, you know, the best tactical decision, but, like, understandable in context, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Is my I mean, position. it's not that, yeah, I mean, like, how they go about it, maybe not. Cool, sure, yeah, but no. But, like, why, and, you know, their goals of, like, getting rid of the British, I mean, like, you can definitely. Yeah. You can definitely be on their side about that. Yeah. But, um, but so yeah, that's a, that's a, 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 a well, and be, because his name's Ryan, so ostensibly he's like sort of Irish, and he's just kind of like, I don't fucking know anything about what you guys your thing. But we don't, we just do St. Patrick's Day back home, and that's it. Like he's yep. not Irish, yep. quote unquote. He doesn't. He's not from Boston, which is where the terrorists get their money. Yep. <laughs> you, know, you know how they are up there. Mm-hmm. They're like. Get out of Northern Ireland. I gotta park the car. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was hey, really good. If anybody's listening from Boston, please tell me how good my accent is. Yeah, I, was, I just thought I just thought someone was in here from. You're like, you're like, is Mark Wahlberg here? We have a guest from Boston. <laughs> is it Ben Affleck? Is that, is that Matt Damon from the 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 cinematic masterpiece Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was that was messed up. So, after they come back, 
they start to worry or they maybe get a tip that makes them think that the ULA is going to try and do something in the U.S. and and get revenge on Ryan for fucking up their, like, royal kidnapping. And so um, Ryan uh, gets into guns and he starts um, going to the, like, gun training guy at Annapolis, Breckenridge or whatever, another sassy black friend. Um, who teaches him to get better at guns. Anyway, so he wants to keep guns in the house um, for protection or whatever. And um, his wife is, like, not cool with it. She doesn't want loaded guns in the house. They have a kid. She doesn't want that. She doesn't like guns. Um, and um, he talks about how it's going to take him like at least an hour to convince her which is how long it takes for her to see quote common sense oh yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm just like go fuck yourself i think i have that as i'm trying to remember what the note is i had a, I had a bitchy note about that like go fuck yourself these are legitimate concerns like oh i think it's it my note is uh common sense versus lady prejudices yeah yeah okay so that's that's just about where my next uh, quote is so he's in the CIA for one of these consults I think when he's looking at the intel or something before he's a formal sort of like advisor or mm-hmm. formally on, on the payroll there um, and he talks about the people I think they're just like working kiosks or something in the CIA building Oh, yeah. who are like he notices are all blind people uh-huh. and he talks about like A how sinister it is that there are all these blind people around staffing these positions and then his next question is, how do they drive to work? Does he not know about public transportation? Or, like, well, carpooling? Public transportation, first of all, is un-American. Oh, you're right. So, I mean, they're obviously closet closet pinkos. Just faking, faking blindness. They just send so a can... bus from the blind house. Yep. Down in blind town. Yep. <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the more run-down neighborhoods of... Uh, I don't know, Greater Langley. Yeah. Huge food desert. Tons of stores where they sell sunglasses and canes, though. Yep. That's it. Yearly Stevie Wonder concerts, etc. <laughs> Eye patches. Yep. Um, we're terrible people. Yeah, but I just saw that. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, I, I, wa- think, I was like, is that true? Is that a real thing? I don't think thing? this is a thing. And second of all, what kind of dumbass question is it to think, how, how do they drive to work? Like this is, and I feel like this is a real question that Tom Clancy had, and just decided to put it in the book. He's like, "Hey, I always wondered about this. Let me put it out to the readers." And so at book readings, you can just like ask a person. And at be book like, readings, he always finds a way to work it in. He's like, "Am I right? How do they get to work?" And there's like someone there who's like sight impaired, and they're just like, "Yeah, I just get a ride with somebody." Yeah. Or like, yeah. I get on the bus. Yeah. And he's like. No way. Yeah, so T. Clance killing it on that one, obviously. Yeah. Tom Tom. Tommy C. Not too long after that is when Sean, our man Sean, meets up with an American dude to work with, Alex. A black. And, yep, and says and it's he's never worked with, quote, a black before. There was another spot, I didn't write it down, but where... Uh, I think he's dealing with him later on. I think this is when they're planning for the last sort of like assault on the Ryan house. Mm -hmm. Um, He refers to him as an amateur black, which I wasn't at first. I'm like, wait, so he's like, 
he's not he's not good at being black. Like he's a he's not a pro black. He's still working on it. He hasn't got yeah. pro yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's he's still he's maintaining his eligibility for the Black Olympics, and then he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna go yeah. pro after that. But yeah, that that whole his his take on um, you know race relations and racial identity is enlightened. Let's say sure. Tom Clancy woke a f. He's to- well, Ghost Tom Clancy is totally an All Lives Matter slash Blue Lives Matter guy. Oh, totally. I think so. Totally. Um, I think this is relatively shortly after that. It's just sort of a throwaway thing. Um, he's talking about. Let me see. I think it's his daughter is back from school or something. Oh yeah, so she's back at back from school. I think, um, and brings this uh, finger painting mm-hmm. home. And I think they talk at some point about how there's like this revolving sort of artwork thing on their fridge of whatever her new thing is, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. But he um he calls he calls her finger painting a credible abstract work of purple and orange. So he's just like doing like a serious artistic appraisal <laughs> of his kids uh his kid's finger paint. His kid doesn't really seem to like very much. The thing that reminded me of, I don't know if you remember it or not, but um in uh Royal Tenenbaums, there's a part where um Margot, the uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow character, when she's young, she's like a playwright or whatever, mm-hmm. and so they're putting on plays at their house um, that she wrote, and uh, afterwards, um, I think his wife is asking Royal what he thought about it, and he talks about it as being like, it's not believable, and that it's like poorly written or something, like appraising this kid's <laughs> work as like a serious kind of thing, but that's just one man's opinion is his sort of framing for it, which I love, but... But it's exactly like that kind of thing where it's like, yeah. dude, you realize this is like a kid, right? But he clearly has no way of distinguishing that. Slash, yeah, it doesn't really seem to like her. He just thinks she's annoying. Well, it's because she's a girl child. Yeah. Once oh, she has yeah. a son, and they can yeah. go shooting together or yeah. something. They'll be totally fine. Um, at some point, this is just a throwaway. He's talking about his wife or thinking about whatever. It's in reference to Kathy and... Uh, talking about how like everybody she works with likes her which is rare because quote a lot of female doctors don't get along with nurses and uh I thought that was sexist and like what the fuck yeah no it's super sexist it's like obviously bitches be having rivalries with each other yeah just saying catty things about each other behind the scenes like hey this is assuming did you even see how she scrubbed up like she did not wash on her nails. To me, that first of all assumes that all nurses are female, which I'm sure Tom Clancy thinks. Sure. Um, but second of all, yeah, that, that it's impossible for them to work together. Like, I feel like doesn't she have? Isn't a point made several times that she has like a specific group of people that she typically works with, and they work really well together, like in her work as a. You would have uh, to an for that surgeon or for whatever. those kinds of surgeries. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, like surgical nurses who specifically know how to do that type. Well, they know of how work. to set stuff up. They know when she wants different things. They know, that, like, yeah. I feel like that that's specifically discussed mm-hmm. that she has a very, like, methodical way of doing things. Um, but of course, that's impossible that they uh, can have um, some sort of rivalry like that. I think it's relatively <clears throat> shortly after that too when he's um, so Jack Ryan was in the hospital. He got shot, laid up for a while, not particularly active. Sir John. So he he starts to run again. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When he gets back to uh, the Naval Academy, and he's he's a little rusty, 
It's not, you know, in tip-top cardio shape. He's been laid up for a couple months, kind of. But when he when he truly realizes that he, you know, has some work to do to get back to peak fitness is when uh, a girl is beating him mm-hmm. when he's out running. And it's super emasculating that one of these female, uh, you know, cadets could be beating him. Because obviously, you know, women inferior runners could not possibly be in the same shape that he is. Mm-hmm. That he's, you know... Certainly not. Certainly not. Um, vigorous in his, you know, early to mid thirties. Yeah, a young woman who's like nineteen. Yeah, like a twenty-year-old who's in like beast in, shape. In military yeah. training. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. But yeah, the idea that it's preposterous and hugely like embarrassing that a girl could be beating him. Um, one thing shortly after that, I don't know if this this is like five pages in mind, so I don't know if that's closer to something. Um, so the thing that ends up, uh, well, I guess not saving her initially, because isn't that, is it right after that that she is uh, driving her daughter home and their car gets shot up and then they get in the accident, right, if I'm remembering correctly, the timeline? Pretty soon after, yeah. So the thing that sort of fucks up the timeline um, is she has to, she finishes up the, her scheduled surgery. Um, and then this kid's brought in with a severe eye injury and she has mm-hmm. to stay after and do his surgery. So the person who's been sort of waiting on her and they've followed her schedule, um, it ends up getting thrown off a little bit, which throws something of a wrench in the gears. But this kid comes in, I forget the exact circumstance, but I think he ended up like going through a shop window or something yeah, on his he had bike. Yeah, glass in his eyes, yeah. Um, her, one of her first questions is, well, first of all, it, it's made clear that this is a, a 12-year-old black kid african-american sure. kid mm-hmm. not really a necessary detail but it's included uh and one of her first questions is why wasn't he in school which to me the assumption is oh it's just some black kid playing hooky like why is he not in school i think one of the other people is like it's like president's day that's why he's not in school yeah but her assumption is that like a he's not in school and to me there's a racial implication there and b that there's almost this idea along with that that he kind of like deserves what happens to him that if he'd been in school none of this would have happened but because he's not in school you know bad things will happen yeah. I don't know maybe I'm overreading that but that just like rubbed me the wrong way where it's just like why the fuck is that your question Yeah. like do you ask that of other people like you're just assuming that I mean and I find it difficult to believe that she would have asked that question of like a white 12 year old or well, she might have. It happens she, in the middle of a weekday. I guess, but... But we don't know enough about her. Well, and I think it's just, know. like... I don't... I She's s- got a very well-developed character. He's I don't noticed. see any other reason for that detail of him to be... African-Americans be in there. Other than for Tom Clancy to be making a comment. Well, Alex mentions it later with one of his dudes. Because he doesn't want to attack women or children. Yeah. And he talks about how, like, that lady's a doctor, and she just saved the eyes of someone, of a little brother. Oh, yeah. I guess maybe, but... Uh, Because it was, like, in the newspaper or something. I don't know. That just seems a little bit tenuous to me. Yeah, I don't know why that's an important detail. But, uh, that just hit me kind of weird when I read it, I suppose, but... And that might just be me reading my own shit onto it, but it just, it felt kind of weird. So, this is after the shooting slash accident. So, Kathy's in the hospital, and Sally are in the hospital. Kathy's going to be fine. 
she just got a little bit injured. Um, but he, um, Ryan, Jack Ryan's just like sitting in the hospital thinking about like how he should have prevented this or something. And um, so, and he can finally go see Kathy. And so um, he goes to walk over there and there's some state troopers outside of her uh, room because she was shot at. So they're like guarding it and they watched him approach and Jack watched their eyes for a sign that they knew all of this was his fault, that his wife and daughter had nearly died because he decided that there was nothing to worry about. This is the important part here. Not once in his life had Jack experienced failure and its bitter taste made him think that the whole world would hold him in the same contempt he felt for himself. Okay, so that's obvious bullshit. Yeah, clearly that's bullshit. But also, go fuck yourself yeah. again. Well, and like he's... I, I realize in the grander scheme of things, this is kind of about him. But like, this particular moment is not about you. You're going to see your kid, who just had, suffered from like traumatic injuries. Like, it, it's not always the fucking Jack Ryan show, bro. Yeah. But he's never failed in his life yeah, once, which is... ever false yeah um but just yeah. the idea that somebody would think of that so themselves that way like he always he, he keeps talking about being like the master of his own fate and shit and it's like you have control over nothing yeah i mean you're a white man so you control more than most people but it's true it's true in general nothing yeah yeah there's a lot of like gross heroic sexist garbage about him protecting his family which like I understand is kind of like drummed into men and also like anybody that you love you want to protect them but it's very like patriarchal and um well he's failed as a man because his his wife and child who are his like who are his wards yeah something bad happened to mm -hmm. them and so he's a, a failure as a man because well, you know he, never would have happened if his wife just stopped being um stopped saving people's eyes and stayed home with her kid seriously so she's the hospital all day pulling glass out of uh truant's eyes yeah and uh and then sending their kid to fucking daycare this is god's way of saying get back in the kitchen <laughs> essentially um anyway that part infuriated me it's like go fuck yourself jack ryan yeah no there's there's a ton of stuff like that where he's like king of the castle garbage about like being at home he's whatever. supposed to be so fucking awesome but he's sucks no he's just kind of sad and yeah. i just think of the people who read this who are like identify with jack ryan they're like yeah i want to read more jack ryan stories he just buys into so much like icky masculinity stuff that's just like awful yeah, yeah. like i could read something and have read things about like you know like dudes who do spy shit or like or see movies or like they um like are able to shoot guns and save their families and it isn't necessarily like this disgustingly like heteronormative yeah i guess that's clancy's jam clearly it's his jam see it's good yeah it's really fluid and You're seamless doing a great job there yeah so there's this bookshop this rare bookshop in london this guy cooley who is irish um, owns it and he uses it as a front to pass information to the ULA um, and he I think, travels I, I feel, a lot I feel like they launder money a little bit too 
Yeah, there's there's money exchanged, yeah. and they pass along a, information and messages through him. And, yeah, and then he travels to Ireland a lot to, quote, like, buy rare books or whatever um, and to share information. And he has one employee. It's this younger woman, Beatrix. And on uh, 320, it says, um, oh, they just talk about... Yeah, I'll just read the whole paragraph. Beatrix looked remarkably like a mouse. Her hair was exactly the proper drab shade of brown and ill-kept. Her face was puffy, whether from too much food or too much drink, Ashley couldn't say. Ashley's, um, uh, he's one of the intelligence dudes. He's one of the British intelligence dudes. Yeah. Um, her eyes were hidden behind thick glasses. She dressed in a way that fitted the store exactly. Everything she had on was old and out of date. Ashley remembered buying his wife the Bronte here and wondered if those two sad, and actually there's three, lonely sisters had looked like this girl. It was too bad, really. With a little effort, she might have actually been attractive. And then I wrote, fuck you in the margin. Because I own this copy. Motherfuckers! Yeah, my note just says, with a little effort, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote So I wrote that down. She's like, really? Really, dude? Um, side note, a couple pages after that, I just got excited because there was a Benghazi reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, my note just says, Benghazi, exclamation point. So. Roswell. 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 My next note after that is uh, on 352, and it just says tit size. So I assume that's where the yep. mm-hmm. stuff starts yeah, happening. It's right, it's right, like right after. Okay. It's in that same chapter. Well, it uses his Jack Ryan uses his uncanny appreciation of cleavage to identify a uh, female terrorist. Yeah, there's all these terrorist camps in the middle of nowhere in like Libya, I think. Yeah. And they get satellite surveillance footage of them, and they use it to like. Tell, try and tell how many people are there and their movements and stuff and he's looking them over and he sees one picture with a girl who's wearing like a, a two piece bathing suit and he's basically trying to figure out how hot she is Yeah. and then the other like nerds who do this analysis work have figured out like how big your boobs have to be in order for cleavage to show up from a satellite photo of course it's, it's something you do real gross these are obviously, like, the kinds of guys who jerk off to surveillance photos. Yeah. And they figure out that she is part of this, like, French... Some sort of French revolutionary yeah. group. Like a domestic terror group of some sort. These French, like, secret forces or whatever end up taking them in. And um, Jack, like, kind of vaguely feels bad about it. That's later on, where he, like, watches the a satellite footage of the raid... And then finds out that they are just sent to this, like, basically a black site in Chad. Yeah, no, I mean, that... And are executed that, after, like, a fake military tribunal. It's pretty pretty hellish Egyptians. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, Jack is a little conflicted because, like, he's the one who passed on the information. And she was attractive, basically. Because this is after they've sort of ID'd her. They figure out who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack looked at the photograph. She didn't look dangerous. She looked like every man's fantasy. Quote, like we used to say in college, not the sort of girl you kick out of bed. Jesus, what sort of world do we live in, Marty? The guy who's talking with, who's viewing this stuff with, like, really? And I think later on he says something to the effect of, like, it's better if uh, they're not attractive. Because that just makes it complicated. Like, he ha- he's powerless in the face of a beautiful woman. Yeah. Who among us is not? I mean, I look in the mirror. 
I can't do anything. Why do you think I lay on the couch all day? Yeah, I know. I am too pretty. That's why why you've turned all the mirrors around so you can. <laughs> got they have, they have like black curtains over them as if someone's died. Yep, yep. <laughs> My productivity, that's what's died. Yeah, but shortly before that, um, it's a few few pages before where I think he's talking about like why would people want to follow these uh, sort of like revolutionary uh, ideals? Oh, so he says the most dangerous terrorists are idealists. Um, he says, but America was a hard place to see the benefits of Marxism or Nazism. Uh, when even welfare families had color televisions, oh my how God. much attraction could there be to collectivism? Like, really, dude? Because really? Like, obviously, he's like a, you know, entitlement nanny state asshole. Sure. Uh, but, like, a color television is the sign of affluence and comfort. I know. Like, I'm pretty sure they have color te- televisions in Soviet Russia also. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything, bro. Earlier in that same paragraph, he talks about how America doesn't have any ideologically motivated terrorist groups, which yeah. is clearly false. Um, and then he talks about how they were, like, white supremacists. But their ideology is only hatred. Quote, these were vicious but not really dangerous to society. Yeah, maybe not to you, bro. It's like, if nothing else, like, the fact that they exist is, like, poisonous to society. Yeah. Um, But also, they might blow your shit up or do, like, a mass shooting. And you might not be explicitly a target because you're a white dude, but you might be collateral damage. No, he would never be collateral damage. That's true. He would. It wouldn't happen to Jack Ryan. Well, I mean, he's the good guy with the gun. Who's going to get the bad guy with the gun? It's true. So. Just as long as everyone has guns. That's right. basically my my primary concern. Mm-hmm. In there is a passing reference at one point. Maybe I didn't write it down. Where he says something about... I think this is fairly early on when he's um, dealing with the, the prince and all that bullshit. Where he says something about... Uh, being glad that like the u.s isn't a class-based society Mm. like it happens somewhere i don't remember where it is but just like really really dude well yeah because he gets weirded out when they're like being dined at the palace and stuff yeah like all the high class people and how like his wife but he even says like his wife was raised in this like upper class home so she seems like comfortable there yeah whereas like He's uncomfortable, but he also likes the attention. And Fish is, like, out of water, bro. Like, mad at himself for, like, liking it. Because yeah. he's supposed to hate all that, like, hierarchical crap. Because he's an American. Except he's in the fucking military, or, well, was in the military, and now is in, like, the larger context of the military, which is all hierarchy, but whatever. Right. It's a, a masculinized hierarchy, so it's uh, it's totally okay Yeah. for him to do that. Yeah, I don't know where it is. It's in It's in there somewhere. There's a lot of one-offs, but I would like to point to something that in my book is on 391. Okay. They're talking about how... So this is... So Sally is has recovered from her injuries finally, and um, she's going to go back to school. Yeah. And um, it says, uh, Her way of knocking glasses off tables as she ran past them was the announcement that things were right again. And her parents were too pleased by this to bring themselves to scold the girl for her unladylike behavior. Okay, first of all, scold her because she's knocking fucking glasses off. Right. And then ladylike behavior, really? She's four. She's supposed to be dainty and proper. Like, who gives a shit if she runs around 
Yeah, because at the beginning he talks about how she's always breaking shit and stuff, and it's like, she's a small child. Yeah. She shouldn't have nice things, basically. Unladylike. Yeah, no, Shut that's, your face. It's ridiculous. Shut your face, Jack Ryan. Guy is the worst. And then it's like just on the next page where he starts talking about Kathy's naked uh, pregnant body. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this where I have a thing written down where it says boner as biological reaction? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, he's all up against her. Yep. And he's talking about how um, everything about you, because her boobs are swollen. Yep. Everything about you has always been an A+. plus. I guess pregnancy drops you to a B-, minus, but only in one subject. She's a B cup now, see? Yeah. See what he's saying? Yeah. It's like a boob Yeah. Yeah. And later, her own thoughts say that she's now, quote, misshapen by pregnancy. Yeah, there are a few parts where she talks about, like, stretch marks and shit. Which you Uh, would think about, but, like, in the context of Tom Clancy trying to write that, it's, like, literally the only thing she cares about is, like, you know, not being hot anymore. Um, on 421, there's a great, you know, subtle moment where uh, Ryan's thinking about how, like, soldiers hate terrorists because sure. they, like, you know, fight in a cowardly way or whatever. Right. Um, like, so he's talking about, quote, the field of honor. Um, and he says, it is the place where the ultimate decision was made on the basis of courage and skill, on the basis of manhood itself. Oh, yeah, I have the basis of manhood as a note. So, dicks. Yeah. It's a dick fight. Fuck you, Tom Clancy. Well, and also, like, he... I think at this point, he's he's formally working for the CIA at this point, right? I think so. Like, I think the CIA specializes in, like, little bitch warfare, basically. <laughs> of, like... It's spo- all about gossips and secrets. Sponsoring, other, sponsoring other people's radicals, assassinating, like, appropriately elected officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these are the people who, in, you know, a couple decades, are going to start, like, drone striking people setting up black sites like mm-hmm. we're talking about cowardly warfare yeah like let's be let's be real about this dude but you know like he thinks this is like I don't know, like it's fucking glory and people are doing like hand-to-hand civil war combat hitting each other with bayonets and shit like no that's not that's not how that works yeah. also like when the fuck was he ever in a fucking war he wasn't so he was never in the- who is he to talk about yeah. it just because he like killed a dude and wounded one other dude in like a street in London he thinks he's like the man now and mm-hmm. can field of honor man I forgot about that part there's a spot um, a little later where um, so it's right before the prince and princess are going to come to dinner at their house or whatever and he's really starting to worry about the security He's wondering how, like, public figures like them, like, deal with that, like, the anxiety yeah. of, of knowing that you're a target. And he says, um, in my book, it's 435, says, you couldn't dwell on it, but neither could you allow yourself to forget it. You couldn't let your life be dominated by fear, but you couldn't ever lapse into a feeling of security. Which is like, welcome to life as a woman. Yeah, seriously. Uh, everything you do has to be calculated by, like... Am I going to get attacked? Is there anything I can do to stop it? What will people say if I do get attacked? Like, why did you 
walk in that dark parking lot. I mean, did you see did the way? you need to leave your home ever? Did you see the way Jack Ryan was dressed at that dinner party? Oh, then? I saw how he was dressed. I think he was pretty. He was pretty much asking for terrorists to come in and try to blow up his shit. Oh, he also finds out that the the princess is pregnant again. She's two months along, and they're telling people. And he tells, he says to the prince, way to go. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, they have like a bro moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job having viable sperm. Way to use your dick, man. Woo. So gross. Yeah. And then they're out on the deck, all the men, and uh, like a fighter jet flies by, and uh, Robbie tells Jack that's the sound of freedom. Yeah, nothing says freedom like a multi-million dollar warplane that you're going to use sparingly, and when you use it, for not really good reasons. Yeah. And then all the fucking action is dumb. And there's just lots of shooting and moving around, and I didn't care. Yeah, terrorists should be able to pull off what they do. For some inexplicable reason, they're not good at it. And because Jack Ryan is just that good, and Robbie is uh, actually the one who really saves everyone. Mm-hmm. But I don't With think With those he... guns that... Kathy didn't want in the house. Yeah, if he'd listen to her, they'd all be dead. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a fucking boat chase. The boat chase and then is another super boat boring. Chase where all like all the men who are the targets of these terrorists are like, we're gonna go back out there and chase the terrorists, and the military is like, go for it, including the prince. Yeah, another who's idiots. like, I was in the navy, I can read the the. Whatever. Sonar or whatever. Sonar yeah. Or He's, yeah. Oh no, it's like it's like the the radar so they can follow the Yeah. And get to that ship there's supposed like getaway ship that they're gonna be using. And then Jack thinks he's like uh some sort of like moral paragon just because he doesn't kill Miller when he has the chance. Yeah. But mostly because Robbie stopped him. And well yeah, he really wants to but he's like yeah. cocked or whatever. It's not the only thing that's been properly cocked. Oh, but he proved it by knocking up his wife, so. Yeah, twice. It's truly a man. It's going to be a boy this time, too, so that means he's really successful. Shooting out the appropriate wigglers. Yeah, the only other thing I have there is the return to the sound of freedom. That's my last note. Yeah, his baby son, uh, John Jr., uh, his cries are the sound of freedom. When contemplating how to fight terrorism, Jack says, I guess maybe it comes down to justice. <sighs> If people believe in their society, they don't break its rules. The trick's making them believe. Hell, we can't always accomplish that. But you try your best if you don't quit. Every problem has a solution if you work at it long. He just says, like, a bunch of, like, nonsense. Well, and, like, that's assuming, okay, people are participating in a mutual society in which the rules make sense and are fair. Which I feel like the vast majority of the times, not the case. Right. Clearly not the case in the, like, Ireland situation. Sure. That Miller and the others are coming out of. Mm-hmm. But just assuming that this is, like, that there's some, like, abstract sense of justice that is, you know, overarching and you can just appeal to that and it will be fine. Yeah. And that he has this clear, you know, moral sense of right and wrong. And why why don't other people see it? It's so obvious what we need to do here. Can't we all just, you know, get along, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We're just all people just out there trying to get it done. Mm-hmm. Knock up our wives, prove our manhood. Right. Etc. It's the Jack Ryan way. Yeah. 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 So that was dumb. Agreed. It's pretty terrible. It's just long and so filled long. with, like, all these little, just pointless, stupid, annoying like things. Pages and pages of, like, details about how different guns work and stuff. 
Well, and just like these, every, you know, 10 or 15 pages, like, in case you forgot that Jack Ryan and or Tom Clancy are sexist assholes, we'll throw in some little detail here for you. Oh, there's a female character, so get ready. So we can find out whether she's hot or how she could become hot. Sure. If she's not. Ugh. So stupid. It's ridiculous. Proving that, yes, you can write a novel with your dick. (laughs) So, you know. That people were wondering they about that. So sticky. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, giving a new meaning to hunt and peck? Am I right? No. Bam. You're Bam. The worst. Gross typewriter. He's he's poking at with his finger as if it's a dick. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for. Well, they can't see. You. Clarifying that they to people. I think it's implied. It's implied. Jesus. Anyway, that's done. That's done. Cleanse my memory of that one Forever. as much as possible. Okay, our next book is The Master and Margarita by Mikhail Bulgakov. Mm. I'm just going to read the the description on the back, which is the one I read you before, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. One hot spring, the devil arrives in Moscow, accompanied by a retinue that includes a beautiful naked witch and an immense talking black cat with fondness for chess and vodka. The visitors quickly wreak havoc in a city that refuses to believe in either God or Satan, but they also bring peace to two unhappy Muscovites. One is the master a writer pilloried for daring to write a novel about Christ and Pontius Pilate. The other is Margarita, who loves the master so deeply that she's willing literally to go to hell for him. Should be pretty amazing. I'm pumped for that. Yeah, I'm going to read some Russian shit, bros. Yeah. Not in Russian, obviously. Yeah, no. Um, I took two semesters of Russian, like, over ten years ago, so I I mean, I could read it in the Russian. I mean, I could sound things out. Might miss a couple subtleties. Right. Possibly. I'd probably recognize some words, though. That's something. Awesome. Yeah, so that this. one uh, sounds like it's actually good. It's good. We gotta we gotta alternate shitty with good. If you want to get in touch with us, um, you can email us at couplesbookclubcast at gmail dot com, and if we have a website, also couplesbookclub.blog. Um, you can also find us on Facebook as Couples Book Club, and um, follow us there. We post occasional updates. Okay, everybody, we will talk to you next time. Yeah. On Couples Book Club. Bye.